The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we get into things, I'd just like to give our listeners a gentle reminder to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our sponsors at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, our guest on this week's podcast is Colm O'Shea of Donnie's, who head into this weekend's Senior A Football Championship clash against the Island Rovers, knowing that a win will guarantee them a spot in the semi-final so while they've already qualified from their group, there's still a lot to play for. So we'll be hearing from Cullum on that, his thoughts on where football is in general at the moment and why he thinks Donnie's have gotten off to a good start this year. So that's coming up later on. And before we get to that, though, Kieran, there's been plenty happening, as always, in West Cork sport. And let's start this week with Dara McElhenney. And you have a big interview with him in this week's Southern Star. And just for a bit of context, I guess a lot of people might have been a bit surprised about the fact he wasn't participating in the World Athletics Championships in Budapest a couple of weeks ago. Your interview with him kind of goes into why and explains the, the reasoning. Exactly. And um, I actually got an, an email in a couple of weeks ago, just before the Worlds, from um, from a reader asking, where, where is Dara? Um, and why isn't Dara at the Worlds? So this is an explainer why I had a, I had a good chat with Dara. We actually spoke just an hour or so after the men's 5,000 metre final at the World Championships in Budapest, um, just a week before last. And that, that's the race where if all went according to plan, Dara would have been in that race. So it was just a, just interesting to get his thoughts. Just that, that race was so fresh in his mind. Um, but Dara, like he's been in this podcast numerous times over the years, he's one of the most honest, upfront fellas you could, sports people you could ever meet. He's just, he's so open and he, and he calls it as, as it is. And he tells it as, as it is. So in Thursday, Southern Star, he just goes into detail what happened this summer, what contrived against him getting those qualification times that he needed to qualify for the world, and also the lessons that he can learn to take into what's going to be a huge year for him. Because in 12 months' time, we have the Olympics, and Dara McElhinney wants to get to the, to the to those games in Paris. He wants to race in the men's 5,000 metres, so he knows what he needs to do to get there, i.e. getting those qualification times or hitting the qualifying standard. And the lessons that he learned from this past summer, but even this past 12 months, as he goes into detail about, that will hopefully stand to him. Because Dara is finished college now. He was um, he was studying up in UCD, but that course is over. So he's now a full-time athlete. Um, he was back in training there last week after taking a short break during the summer. And when I say short break, 11 days. 11 days he took off, Dylan. And he, he admits he cracked during one of those days and he still went out for a jog. So... Um, <laughs> Someone, someone like Dara, like when you're such an elite athlete at that level, um, I think it's important mentally and physically to to get a break. But that just showed you what he's like. 
that he broke during his break, that he still yeah. got that 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 jogging. But no, it's a very interesting read. It'll be up on the Southern Star.ie forward slash sport for our subscribers as well to to, to sink their teeth into. But it's just a real honest assessment of what went wrong for, for Dara this summer. And as people will discover, there was a, a lot of little lot of little things that all added up to him missing out in the world. Yeah, especially for for an athlete as well. Like little things can kind of snowball and kind of very quickly you can find yourself when the margins are so so slim as well. You can quickly find yourself kind of um, missing out. Like, look, going into into Paris, like, should we be expectant or 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 what's the kind of general mood around it? I think when we're talking about Dara, I suppose it's always just to almost temper the expectation because he's still only twenty two years of age. His rise over the last what oh, six years has been incredible from me from from his schools at least to uh, under twenty under twenty three. What he's done in cross country, what he's done. Um, indoor, outdoor, national senior champion in, in both. Um, even go back to February, he won the the national senior indoor, in, indoor I think three thousand meter title. Um, and he's been constantly on an, on this upward trending upwards. But this summer he hit a bump in the road. But that was always going to be the case in because sport is not linear for everyone. There's going to be ups and downs. And I think Dara, well, Dara did experience that this summer. So, like I said, he's still young. He's he's twenty two. He's at twenty three till the till the end of the year. So, when we're talking about where that Dara McElhinney will almost reach his peak, you're, you're talking it's it's really years down the line. I know yeah. you have the likes of the Jakob Ingebrigtsens, who's just a freak of nature, the Norwegian, who was um been Jesus, he's been staffing up goals for the last couple of years. Um, but for for Dara. The plan is, I think, when he hits 26, 27, 28, that he will then be in a position to to medal at the at the highest levels. Saying that though, go back to the European indoors this year. He finished fourth in the in the final there and just missed out in the middle. So it shows you that he he wasn't too far away from 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 that level then. And he's only going to get better and better. This will probably doesn't seem like it now because there is a star too, I think, who can be kind of hard on himself. But I think this will stand him in the long run because. He knows now what he needs to do to be in the right shape to get those qualifying times to, to get to Paris. And that will be his goal for the for the next 12 months. And touch wood that it all works out and we do get there to, to, to Paris because we're going to have a, a large West Cork contingent. And we spoke about it before, Dylan. We need that petition going to get the, the Star Sport podcast over to Paris next summer. So if Dara gets through, it's not a West Cork athlete. And it's another reason why we can knock on our, our, our MD's door and say, get us over there. Absolutely. And just one final point on, on Dara as well. He's somebody who's always struck me that, like in a sporting sense, because he is so young and you mentioned there that his peak is still on the way. But he, at, at such a young age, his highs have been quite high already. And that always seems to be a mark of where somebody can can reach like consistency, consistently Sorry, once they do reach their peak as well. That's exactly it. Like he's achieved so much. I remember talking to one of his former coaches years ago, Steve, Steve Macklin, who said like he's one of these kind of once in a generation athletes that come along. Like he's that gifted. Like what he did at schools level was, as far as I know, was unprecedented. The, the collection of medals that, that Dara put together. And he took the he's he's taken that form right through and he's been really strong. And like I said, whether it's national seniors, going to the European indoor final, finishing fourth. Um, go back to last year's European Championships in Munich 
And going into the last lap, he was inside in the top 10. He was even seven to eight at one point, if I re remember correctly, before just it caught up with him right at the end. So there's a very high ceiling there for Dara. And he's going to get better and better. Like, because he's, he's so talented. But, but as, as well as that, it's just he's... His commitment to those one percenters and it's those one percenters that really make the difference when you're talking about the uh, elite athletes and whatever he needs to do he'll do whether it's it's rehab or prehab or or warm-ups or he'll do everything so so diligently and right to the point that he just gives himself the best chance of performing on the day okay it didn't work out for him this summer but like i said a blip it's a bump in the road he learned from it and and he'll, he'll definitely jesus 100 he'll bounce back when you talk about Dara's potential, I always go back to um, it was the 2016 games in Rio, and that was the games where Paul O'Donovan and Gary won silver. They were the the pride of West Cork. Like what what they did for West Cork was incredible. But Dara McElhinney, he was a junior cert student in Clash the Public Bedry. He went out to those Rio games to Uberlande with um Arthur Lanigan O'Keefe and Natalia Kyle, two Irish pentathletes, as a kind of a training partner for them. So that shows you that's. That's seven years ago. And Dara was 15. Yeah. And he was brought out for a two or three week camp in, in Brazil to help two Irish pentathletes. So his talent is there. We've known about it for a long time. He's definitely delivering on his talent. L look at last year. He won gold indoor, outdoor and cross country all at senior level. Like that's incredible. What a hat trick mm. of, of, of titles. So he's, we know how good he is. And I really, really do think that the best is yet to come. And like I said, hopefully now the next 12 months will pan out great for him and he'll get his ticket to Paris. Absolutely. Dara for Paris and the Star Sport podcast for Paris as well. Now, Kieran, on last week's podcast, we were talking about how there were so many different permutations for West Cork clubs in the various hurling championships. Those games have now happened. The results are in and... The headlines there, I guess the fans of Newcestown, Kilbritton and Barry Row will be delighted to see their clubs through after a good weekend of hurling. Brilliant, yeah. So for, for Barry Row, Barry Row were already true in the in the, the Premier Junior Hurling Championship, but they knew if they got a win against Milford that they could top the group and they did just that. They got the win that they needed. It was a bit of hard work, but they got there in the end. Um, they won 2-12 to 1-13. So Barry Row now go directly into county semi-final. So they have bypassed the quarter-final so that's good news for Barry Rowe because they have the football and the hurling going. So it just gives them that little extra bit of a window, an extra bit of a break to prepare for a county semi-final. What we also had then is we had Kilbritton were in a in a must-win game. They were taking on Belly Garvin and Kilbritton just had to win this game if they wanted to progress. And that was in the same group as Barry Rowe and Jamie Wall's men got the job done. They won one seventeen to fourteen points. So that has sent Kilbritton through to a county Premier Junior hurling championship quarter final against Glen Rovers on Sunday, September seventeenth in Ovens at two p.m. So mission accomplished for Kilbritton, and they're marching on. Newcastle New also knew that they were through before last weekend. They were playing in the, the Senior A hurling championship. They lost to Corsi Rovers, but, but I think the context is important here. Newstown knew they were true. So, like, that just takes the edge off of the small bit. While Corsi's needed a win to avoid potentially getting dragged into that relegation playoff in the senior A hurling. So, Corsi's got the job done, but Newstown march on regardless. And they're now down to play Killa on Saturday, September 16th, in that senior A hurling championship quarterfinal 
in Parky Cueve. And that's a huge game for Newcastle And good news for Newcastle fans, it's going to be live on Rebels Online. So that's one to look forward to. So we have three West Cork teams through. Barry Rowe and Kilbritton in the Premier Junior and Newcastle in the Senior A. So it's going to be an exciting couple of weeks for all three clubs. Absolutely. So time will tell. Let's see how they get on there. And we're going to take a very quick break. We'll be back just after the break to chat to Colm O'Shea. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Now, welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And like I mentioned at the top of the pod, we're chatting to Donny's Colm O'Shea today. Kieran, you caught up with him about the Donny's great start in the football championship this year and about how, I guess, his thoughts on, on football in general. He was in good form there. But before we get on to him, there's a big weekend this weekend of football for West Cork clubs, especially in the Premier Football Championship. Yeah, I'm just looking at the table here, Group A of the Premier Senior Football Championship. You have Clannacilty and Castlehaven both on three, point, three points and Carberry Rangers on two points. So only two of this three can progress to the to the knockout stages. So one big West Cork gun will go. Who will it be? We will find out on Sunday. So we have Castlehaven against Clannacilty. That's at four o'clock in Bandon. And at the same time in Timaliga's as Carberry Rangers against a Valley Rovers team that also needs a win to avoid getting dragged into the relegation playoff. So really exciting weekend ahead in Group A. Who's going to go through? Beats me. It really does. Like It's just it's, it's so it's hard so to call. Hard. It's so hard to call because there's so many different permutations there. Like There's this expectation that Carberry Rangers will beat Valley Rovers, but you cannot... You, you, you can't put your mortgage on that. You, you really can't because Valleys are fighting for their life as well. And, and Carberry Rangers know that they need a win. And if Carberry Rangers get that win, it should be enough, depending on what happens in that Clan Castlehaven game. So there's there's so much going on. Like Clan could be knocked out of the championship on Sunday. The Haven, which would be a huge shock, could could be knocked out. So there's a a lot on the line for all those clubs. So that's going to be really exciting in the in the Premier Senior Football Championship. But th- that's the same for all the grades. And in Thursday Southern Star, we'll have a look at the, the different permutations from Premier Senior right down to the Premier Junior Football Championship in St. James and, and Orhan, what the different clubs need to do. But like you said, I was talking to Colin O'Shea of Donny's ahead of their game against Ireland Rovers. That's on this Sunday, two o'clock in Dreamer League. And that's a, a big game for both teams. Like the, the group of dates in the Premier Senior Football, there's also a West Cork group of dates in the Senior A Football where we've Donny's, Newcastle and Ireland all in the same group joined by Bishopstown from Cork City. And as it stands at the moment, Donny's top of the table on four points are already through to the knockout stage. They'll take on Ireland on Sunday, an Ireland team with no points after two games and an Ireland team that needs a result to avoid getting dragged into another relegation playoff. Huge, huge game for Ireland Rovers. And then you also have Newcastown taking on Bishopstown on Sunday. And this is a must-win game for Newcastown because they're just behind um, Bishopstown on score and difference. So the permutation for Newcastown is quite simple. They have to beat Bishopstown. Do that and they'll qualify for the for the knockout stage, a draw or a loss, and they're out. So it's very kind of simple for Newcastown. 
forget about scoring differences and all that. They know they need to win the game. For Donnies, they know if they beat Island Rovers, they'll go through to the straight through to the semi-final and bypass the quarter-final. So there's something at stake for them too. But like I said earlier, Ireland are in a I don't want to say a desperate situation, but they are in a, a must-win situation. So I think that that game will uh, that game on Sunday will be huge. Ireland and Donnies. So ahead of that game, I caught up with Colum O'Shea. Just a bit of background on Colum. He's a Kerry import. He's um his home club back in East Kerry is Fireys. He's a two-year Kerry minor footballer. So he came to West Cork with a bit of a reputation. No pressure there, Colum. Um, he joined the club there. His first season was 2021 himself and his wife, who was from, from Dunmanway. They, they, they were in Canada for a small bit and they moved back and they settled in Dunmanway. And Declan Dwyer and Dawn, he spotted the potential of the, the Kerry men in their midst. They lassoed him, got him into the club, and it's proved a, a very shrewd acquisition. Colm is doing quite well there. As, you, as you'll hear now, he's quite the character as well. And he also gives us an insight into the, the Mr. Dunmanway 2023 competition and who in the Donny's dressing room that Colm thinks is a shoe-in to win this prestigious accolade. Forget about the Senior Air Football Championship. I think mm-hmm. all our all our listeners want to know is who is this Donny's footballer that makes other footballers in that dressing room afraid to take their top off? Who is it? We, we, we really want to know and we're going to find out in the next couple of minutes. So a really, really enjoyable chat with Cullum who knows that Donny's faced a huge game against Island Rovers but he was also at pains to kind of point out that Donny's are taking it one game at a time this year. Delighted now to be joined on the podcast by Donnie's Colm O'Shea. And I have to start off, Colm, and ask, how does a two-year Kerry minor end up in Dunmanway playing for the Donnie's? Ah, Jesus, I suppose. Uh, I married in here. That's the way it went. Uh, I was in, we went, we went travelling for Canada for two years and we came back and we said we'd kind of move back to Dunmanway. And one thing kind of led to another. I kind of went down doing a bit of training, played an old junior game and, Done all right, and I suppose Dickie gave Dickie Dwyer gave me a call up, and we played away. I I uh, played I played played. I didn't start the first game, but I played uh, the remaining games up to the semi final till we were eventually beaten by Michaels in the finish. But um, yeah, no, it was, that's the way it kind of happened, and here we are still tipping away anyway. So you're, you're three years now with the Donnies, but let's even go back before that. Like your your home club back in Kerry's Fireys, isn't it? So talk to us more a bit about even that journey from Fireys to Canada to. To, to where you are now because there's a, a local woman has a big part to play in, in, in this story. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I started playing senior football with Fireys in 2007. Um, yeah, we're junior junior A club. I suppose that would be the equivalent here in Cork. Like, but um, we're very competitive, competitive in that uh, thing. We lost the county junior final in 2017 to Drummond Pierce's, a game we definitely left there first. Um, Knock degree actually went on and beat Drummond in the semi-final. But um, yeah, I played senior football. Played senior football with Fireys, yeah, all the way up till I eventually went to Canada in uh, 2019. And uh, yeah, you know, we a lot of success. At, even at minor level with Fireys, we won an East Kerry Championship. We beat Crokes in 2008. That Crokes team would have been loaded enough. You had the Dahi Casey's, the Fionn Fitzgeralds, all these fellas that Chris Brady, they all wore Kerry senior and say under 21 jerseys and minor jerseys and two all are the middles. And, we had a good team with Fireys that time. There was three of us in the Kerry Minor team that time. We myself, Jack Sherwood and John O'Mahony. Obviously, Jack went on and had a successful turn with Kerry in fairness to him. 
But um, yeah, no, Fire is a great club. Jeez, they're producing a lot of great underage talent. Um, very young team again at the moment, but they're uh, a lot of good work being done underage, and you can see they're coming through again. So um, they're lucky this year. They actually got knocked out of the group there last week. They won their two games in the group, and the third game they lost by last minute free, and they got knocked out in score difference. But it's a learning curve from Dale come again. They're fierce young team, great young players coming through, but there's no fear for Fire. It's not. It did, and like you said, Fire was is your home club, and Don is now your your new club. And like I said, it was a local woman, Geraldine Collins, who's almost the link. She's the link between between home <laughs> and Dunmanway right now. And does it help that your brother-in-law Daniel O'Donovan is a selector on the Donnie's team now? I see there's a, a couple of interesting conversations at home, is there? Ah, there would be. Yeah, or Dan is Dan like a lot of people are supposed to own cock. No, Dan like a, the, the tall red hair full forward. I suppose he was known as. Um, I know he's known for his football, but. He'd be a vocal enough old character in fairness to Dan. Yeah, there would be, like, you know, there'd be great old football chat and stuff, like, you know, and they're the Donnies. They're, like, I know the hurling and stuff, but there'd be big football club. And uh, no, there would be, like, I know the conversation would be good. And we've got a lot of old matches around West Cork. And, you know, just, like, West Cork is very similar to Kerry. Like, and a lot of people would say that, like, and there's plenty of matches on. And, you know, you travel away there to Clannacity or go west to Skibri and all these places. No, it's just pure football. Like, it's just brilliant. It's easily fit in. And, which is great, like, you know. I was going to ask you that, Colin. Can you draw comparisons between Kerry and West Cork? Like, both are, like you said, they're football mad or f- football strongholds. Ah, uh, there would be, like, very similar. Like, even there's lads I work with now, now they're down from Castletown Bear and things, and just, just football crazy. Like, and they nearly know what's happening in the Kerry Championship as much as the Cork Championship. And just vice versa, below, like, you know, people be, they're saying, like, Cork football might be a bit low the last few years, but they still. Kerry people still look out like for the Cork Championship and they'd know the certain players coming through like even say when I was growing up you'd be always throwing the eye over like especially playing the old do hella championship stuff there like we always knew the Aidan Walshers were coming through the Matthew Dilworth the old Lachlan McLachlan all the Kentuck lads there the Knock Degree fellas you know you'd always be throwing the eye over like and you know we'd be always playing challenge matches there even when I was with East Kerry and stuff you know, we'd become up playing say we were playing Ross Carberry and Playing the Haven and all these, you know, there was always a bit of a connection there. And like as you say, like there, there is definitely is a massive connection. And like you say, there's a lot of West Cork teams travelling down to Clarny for challenge matches and stuff there. You know, before championship kicked off, and you know, everyone knows who's going down, and you get the feedback. Like you know, we're right in the midst of the championship now. So where where Donny stand in the scenery of championship? You're you're in, in a super place right now. You're qualified for the knockout sta- stage with one group game to to go, but. Talk to me a second about the Senior A Championship. Like I said, you've been with Donnie's for three years. How does this championship compare to, let's say, back in Kerry, but even just the competitive nature of this championship? Of all the grades, I always feel like this is the one it's hardest to pick a winner. Oh, it is crazy. Like, it is, like if you put out all the teams there at the start of the year, sure, like, it is very hard to pick it. And, and the group games there, sure, it is, it is crazy. Like, that can't talk skibbering, knocking the group. That's a group of death, like, but it's... It's so on your day, anyone can beat anyone. Just like us with Island Rovers, they, they beat us in the league there now. Like, so there's nothing for granted, and we're taking every game at a time. And you know, you have to because you'll get caught in one act. So, you know, it's 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 brilliant because on your day, anyone can beat anyone, you know, and that's what you kind of want from championship, you know, to be, you know, you go to any match, you know, you're going to get a competitive match, you know. Like I said earlier, Colum, we know that Don is you're already through to the knockout stage. But this game coming up against Island Rovers, an Island team that needs a victory themselves for their own reasons, like there's still a lot at stake here for Donnie's because first off, you want to keep the momentum and that winning feeling going going into the knockout stage. You know, to if you get a win here, could put you through to a county semi-final and, and you bypass the quarter final. So 
even though you're assured of your place at the knockout stage, there's, there's still a lot to play for for Donnie's. Oh, 100%. Like, and that's, as I said there, we're, there's no game taken for granted. Like, we treat everyone the same. Like, oh, it's a massive game. As I said, they beat us in the league. We were very good in the first half. We were up four or five points in half time. And Dan McKeown, on his own, literally kicked them to kicked him to victory that day. He must have kicked seven or eight points from 40 yards. Like, he's a super left leg. And they have a few more players as well. Like, they're, you know, we've seen their game there against uh, Newcastle and stuff. They're, 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 you know, they're getting better and they're fighting for their lives at this stage. So, you'll take nothing for granted. Like, behind the Drummond League, some people say it's a, play, plays a tight field, so like that could suit them, and like they'll want to make it a battle and all that. So like, she's not. I know, yeah, we we it's a it's a, actually it's a quarter final for us if you really want to put it that way. And the fact that we win, we're straight into a county semi final, but we're taking nothing for granted. We're training as hard as ever. So like, there'll be there'll be nothing soft there. Two games in the group so far: beat Newcastle in the first game by a point, and then beat Bishopstown two fifteen to one ten. But let's go back to that Newcastle game for a second because. We all know how tough Newcastle are, whether it's it's football or hurling. So, for Donnie's to beat a team that just came down to the Premier Senior as well, that was been a big confidence boost for you. It was, in fairness, like we once the draw was made, we were yes, we had, we had a good league and all that, but we were always Newcastle are in the back of our mind. And I suppose I seen a few Newcastle game last year and the year before, and they have their certain style. You know they. They're tough, they're hard, they defend, and they get a lot of bodies back. And, you know, we worked a lot in training for that. And it was always going to come down. I think Dickie, to where I said in another interview, it planned out the exact way that we thought it would. And we were patient and, you know, we were smart. And, you know, it was a last minute free, our 45 by Iron Mannix. But, you know, we, we drew the few fouls out of them that day. And, you know, we were patient. But we trained the way we wanted to play for that game. And everything came to the toe at the end of it. like and. Uh, yeah, great to get over the line one game at a time and uh, obviously took on Bishop Sound in. But uh, Bishop Sound was always going to be a different game. But Bishop Sound play football, you know. I see a lot of the senior championship at the moment, Kieran. Like, you know, there's been draws of seven, eight points apiece. Like, I don't know, is it the way teams are setting up? But Bishop Sound there, no, it was 15 on 15. You know, it was, you get your ball, you get the head up and you bomb it in. You know? But we we played the same way to them, you know. It was open football. Like, you know, football is in a strange place at the moment. It will be get stranger again. Jimmy Guinness is back in Donegal. What will he come up with? So we're it's it, it's a funny like, but the teams that are going out playing fifteen on fifteen is is it's open football. I think that's what people want to see. But at the end of the day, it's a results game. And look, we're we're all in it. Look, I suppose if we come up against opposition there, and we'll be inclined to park the bus a small bit too. Maybe you don't know. Like that's a very interesting point, Colin. I suppose like the way football is evolving, we've seen it at inter-county level, and it's definitely coming down in into club level now. I presume as 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 a club player, you want to in 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 enjoy the game as much as, as you possibly can. But then, like you said, it's a results business too, and that almost dictates the way tactics are going and form. It's the way teams are setting up. Oh, it is a hundred percent like, but like it is changing. Like I know I hear referring back now to the carriage championship. Like Foster there, no last weekend they kicked twenty points against Flesk and they were beaten. So there was no sweeper there, like it was hell for letter, you know. And a lot of the senior A championship teams, there's a few, like there, there's big scores going up. So like the knock Negris and the Skibreens, all these there and Cantork, obviously, they're they I think they are they're gone away from this kind of sweeper and dropping men back. Like don't I'd say they're holding at least four forwards up. And uh don't they're trying to play the ball, they're not they're trying to outscore a team. The way football probably we want it to be played. The people that are watching it want to see the, a good game and stuff like that. But football is changing. Like football, the last few years has been hard to watch, even at the inter-county level. But to change again, so hopefully for the better. Like, and 
it's good for players there to go out and you know, play the game with the, and get the good skills at the catch and kick and get the head up and, you know, the way it should be played, in my opinion, you know. And how do you envisage the game against Ireland playing out in German League? Like we said, Ireland are a team that needs a victory for just to avoid that relegation playoff. They don't want to be stuck in, in, in another bat like that again. And like you said, this is effectively a quarterfinal for Donny. So what sort of Westcock derby do you think will unfold? Yeah, like if you're if you're Ireland Rovers, you will have to say we'll have to keep it tight. You know, we, we can be letting uh, the Donnies obviously have an open field. They'd have to keep it tight, keep the scoring zone blocked open. Hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll be playing to catch us in the counter-attack if we bomb forward too much. But we're going to have to be on our toes for that. Like We're going to have to be cute. We're not going to have to fuel, fuel in by getting turnovers and working the ball into tackles and getting turned over. Like we, we have to manage the game better. At the end of the day, it's not about a massive performance, but it's about getting over the line. And then if we happen to do, we'll have three or four week break and big block of training. And then you're meeting, the, you're meeting the better teams in probably after that. But we're not taking nothing from away from Island Rovers. There, that's going to be a battle. Like you could be easily put sitting there. You could be walk away from Drummond League. Let's go out in two weeks' time in the quarter final, and it'll be hard to pick us up after that if results don't go right. But look, training's been good, and hopefully, look, lads are there's no one getting carried away. And uh, but we're we're very wary of Island Rovers. Just hundred percent. You feel this Donny's team is building towards something too, Colm. Been in the knockout stages the last couple of years, county semi-final, county quarter-final, true again this year to the knockout stages. Great talent there, the likes of Fionn Hurley in with Cork. Um, Mark Buckley was in there before. Like There's a lot of talent right throughout that Donny's team and with, with the Dickie Dwyer in charge as well. Do you feel that there's so, something building within the, within the team? Uh, it's just building, all right, no doubt. Like every team at the start year, you have to... You have to aim for something like there's no doubt. Like it has been spoken, but like at the start of the year. But as we said, with every game we're taking every game as it comes. But um, Aaron Otis, to the young fellas there, like they came into the squad, the Shane Barrys this year, Adam Dunneman, they're both playing wing forward. Like they're they're coming with no fear. They're like a breath of fresh air. Do you know, they've never been scared. They've no big losses to their name. Or they're the fellas that are kind of driving it on. Do you know, they're playing with no fear. The head is up, and you know they're. They're, they're, they're energising the whole thing and they give you a boost because they, they laugh and joke you know, when things go wrong it's the next ball for them they you know where the rest of us might get bogged down or think they're only moving on like, you know, it's the young fellas that are really drove it this year and we have a solid core our defence has been absolutely absolutely outstanding the last couple of years if you were being honest and uh, we build from there and we, we're conscious that we don't concede goals and uh, we, it's very simple the way we play and we just want to once everything is organised and uh we just try and get the ball to the, the Fionns, Keith White, and uh, of course, Mark Buckley, like Mark Buckley on his days, a match winner. But um, Rhys Coakley, midfield this year, he's been absolutely outstanding. The man is in unbelievable shape. Do you know, you've been signing to dress him there, you'll be afraid to take your top off. He's absolutely, he's, it's unreal. He's, he could be, he could be a model there. Like he's, it's absolutely frightening. But um, no, in fairness, his uh, fellas are really, young fellas are driving. I must mention young fellas because they, they, they're, they're better for share in fairness, Kieran. Oh, brilliant stuff. And all roads lead to Jim League for this huge game against Ireland. So thanks for joining us, Colm, and the best of luck in the rest of the campaign. No problem, Karen. Thanks very much. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Well, welcome back again to the Star Sport Podcast. And Kieran, we've mentioned a couple of little bits that'll be in this week's Southern Star, such as the Daryl McElhenney interview. But what else can our readers look forward to this Thursday? Sticking with the county football championships for a second, we've loads of previews in there. 
Um, we have interviews with the Skib manager, uh, Gene O'Donovan, the Newstown football manager, Tim Buckley, Castlehaven manager, James McCarthy, Cabri Rangers boss, Seamus Hayes. That's all in there, as well as Holly O'Sullivan's column on he's looking ahead to the weekend action. And he, Holly makes his prediction for the group of date. He's predicting which two West Cork teams he think will go through. So for the that West Cork team that he doesn't pick, Nail the Southern Star to the to your dressing room on Sunday and use that as your incentive um to 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 get one over on Hawley. But um there's plenty in there, loads of GA action because it is the business end or moving towards the business end of the, the county championship. So obviously we've we've a lot of hurling in there, but also touching on the ladies' football and camogie championships. And our feature ladies' football game this week was the Skib and Donnie's Derby in the Junior A football championship. And a big win for Skib. But uh, you wouldn't be surprised if Skib and Donnie's met later in the competition too. Could potentially be a county final there. And what a game that would be. Um, also looking down through, we had the opening weekend of the West Cork League. Our feature game is Clannacilty Soccer Club against Skibbereen. Jerry McCarthy was there for us. A game where Joe Edmead got a hat-trick. And that's his second hat-trick in a row. He also got a hat-trick for, for Clannacilty when they beat Alta Celtic 8-0 in the, the Parkway Cup the previous weekend. So that's that's six goals in two games. Um, so if Joe is looking for an extra gig, Man United are solely in need of goals across channels. So I'd be indebted to Joe if he could go across the water and show United players where the back of the net is. Also, there was the All-Ireland Road Bowling Championships. The third series were on the weekend. And a, a weekend to remember for Dreamer League's Brian O'Driscoll. And we'll have that report in Thursday Southern Star. Looking at the, the school by school girls soccer, the Salan under 12 girls, that all-conquering under, under girls team that, that did so well in the National Cup. They clinched the league title there, the under 12 Premier Girls title. And also the World Rowing Championships are, are ongoing this week. By the time you listen to this podcast, it could be on Wednesday and the the quarterfinals will have been held by then. But just as an update, as of Tuesday, Fintan, Mc, Fintan McCarthy and Paula Donovan are true to the quarterfinals. They won their heat on Sunday. Aoife Casey and Max Crimmon have also advanced. They finished second in their heat. And on Monday, Jake McCarthy of Skibbereen Rowing Club won his repechage and he's through to the quarterfinals of the lightweight men's single skulls. So, so far, so good for the Skib Rowers in Belgrade. And we'd have the latest news in Thursday's Southern Star. And one final thing on Monday night, um, Phil Healy relinquished her 100 metre Irish national record. It finally went. Phil set that record 11.28 back in 2018. But on Monday night, Sarah Levin, who's having an incredible season, she ran 11.27. So she beat Phil's record by 100 of a second. But Phil, being the, the great sportswoman and the gracious sportswoman that she is, was straight on social media congratulating Sarah, saying she couldn't have wished for a better athlete to take this national record. So um, gracious Phil um, is not the Irish 100-meter record anymore. But again, like we said before on this podcast, She's been a trailblazer for so many years. Maybe the incentive there is for Phil to come back and take that record back. Watch this space. Absolutely. All that and more will be available in shops across West Cork from Thursday morning. And as always, if you're further afield, can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. 
just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details, and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week, along with full access to all the subscriber-only articles on our website as well. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast, and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.